What's shaking, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Lords of the Long Box and Cover Prices uh, Shakers List. And before we get started, let's uh, congregate and get our drinks refreshed and smoke them if you got them, because you know today is 420, and there are some people out there, you know, they're enjoying themselves. Because it's Friday, you ain't got no job, and you ain't got to do. It was Friday. But anyway, TiVo, give us some music. All righty. There it is. What happened to Freestyle Friday, man? That's a party. Yeah, that's a party. Well, you know, Freestyle Friday, you know what you have to invoke, right? The baddest on the microphone apparatus is here. When I rock a rhyme off and eyes are dropping a tear. It's so beautiful. It's America's landscapes when this man makes lyrics like the syrups that you pour upon your pancakes. My mandate is to grip minds like a handshake. Spit Orlando Lakes and go skinny dip with the fan base. Over any damn breakbeat, I hastily make pastries tastier than anything that Wolfgang makes. So take notes out of suckers, I make coats, lump a sum like Bubba Gump fishing on lake boats. 
I take jokes and turn the comedy into drama. I'm bagging on your mama. I'm Jeffrey Dahmer behind you. I'm a rhyme writer. Lock, stock, smoking the ganja. Rebuttals befuddle, leaving a puddle of saliva, sillies. You couldn't handle Randall when I throw my grammar at you. It hit your head and you would think I threw a hammer at you. I point the camera at you like Herb Ritz. Develop it, then use the pictures to pick up bird shits. You're nervous is the impervious wordsmiths hanging out in Rafa's new crib. Come with the verses. Yo, a little bit of everything right there. We got Freestyle <laughs> Friday. We got, you know, uh, DJ. It's a celebration. Boy. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, take five. Smoke them if you got them. Drink them if you got them. Uh, do whatever you got to do. Um, fun fact about 420. Uh, it's People think it's a penal code. It's actually a group of guys from NorCal who got together every day at 4.20 p.m. and sparked a doobie. That's, that's it? What, that's the 4.20. Well, and it was 4.20 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> JB, say what's good to the people. How you doing, everybody? Welcome to another edition of the Cover Price Shakers list, the Ofer list. Maybe not over tonight. Yeah, it's over tonight. It's an over list tonight. Um, uh, there's one or two. Maybe one or two. Yeah. We will be giving away some of Miss Laura's books tonight, even though she's not here. So make sure you do comment on this last Tuesday's top 10 list to be entered into tonight. And I don't know, maybe TiVo ask a question on one. It could happen. You got to stick around and find out. Don't take off quite yet. It's going to be a good one. I've been Gabe. Say what's good to people. Yo, what up, everybody? Thanks for showing up today. You could have been anywhere in the world today, but you're here with us on Lords of the Long Box. Shout out to Laura and uh, her son. Happy birthday to all of them today as well. Happy that's, birthday. Yep, that's it. Um, So stick around because after this list of books, we're going to go through uh, what's shaken today. Also, an announcement from Gabe uh, uh, about some upcoming stuff that uh, you may have missed on Tuesday if you didn't stick around. Uh, so it's going to be a long show. We may have to do a intermission <laughs> to, 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 to drink or pee or do whatever you need to do. But... Re-up the 420 day, I'm just saying. <laughs> All right. Humble County in the house. All right. If you, if was in NorCal know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying? Uh, let's get right to it, boys and girls. Uh, this list... Oh, I let me bring up my notes. I'm not blaming Matt for being late or anything. I'm just saying. I'm just, you know, I had to create the graphics and everything. But, you know, hey, shout out to Hey, Matt. on the fly, uh, man. This yeah, man. Seamless so this, production. Yeah. <laughs> seamless, seamless. Yeah, yeah. It's all Simulance. Simulance. This list comes from our friends at Cover Price, focusing on new sales or the most interesting sales found on, the, on their exclusive daily shakers list. This list changes several times a day. Make sure you uh, review some of the hottest trending books on the market, and we'll do that later on. Jesus Christ. That is a mouthful, and I am parched. I wonder why. Hmm. Yeah, you got a little cotton mouth there, little team. Mm. Oh, gee, I wonder why. All right, let's get right to it. What do we have first? All right, we're starting off the list this week with a legendary artist. So number one this week is Daredevil, number one, the Neil Adams 1 in 75 variant. From Marvel Comics back in 2011. Uh, back in 2014, any modern variant over $100 was notable. Today, there are way, way too many to count. We are definitely in an age of variants. Yet some of the most celebrated variants sprung from super low print Marvel years 
between uh, 2010 and 2012, uh, Marvel put out high ratio incentives, uh, one in 50s, one in 75s, and one in 100s, at a time when stores were ordering numbers that didn't even come close to those requirements, making for some ultra-low printed exclusives. This Neil Adams one in 75 is almost never mentioned, despite it also being a, rep a, rep a representative of that time frame. When it comes to Daredevil, this may be one of the toughest variants to find for the man without fear, and it's done by the late comic book legend Neil Adams. It was also a fun storyline where Matt Murdock's alter ego persona of Daredevil had become public knowledge and was affecting all elements of his life. This is a fantastic story. Mark Wade kills it. But either way, uh, this week, a, a CGC copy of a 9.8 sold for $800, which is the highest raw sale to date. You know what? If you were to tell me this was Neil Adams, I wouldn't believe you. It doesn't, it doesn't look like Neil Adams, you know, um, rest in peace, Neil Adams, of course. And, and one in 75, that was even nowadays, you don't see one in 75s, right? I mean, it's like oh. one in 25, one in 50, one in 100, one in 200, one per store. I mean, it's crazy. I was, I was working at a different comic book store at the time here in Vegas mm -hmm. called Maxim comics during this time frame when these variants were first coming out and they were impossible to get because this is, Nobody was ordering that kind of stuff. That was really a hard market to sell for at that point. They didn't do it that often. And when it came down to like books like this, they were impossible to find. This is a recession and nobody was ordering high numbers like this. Yeah. Daredevil number one, Neil Adams, one in 75 from 2011, $800 in a CC 9.8. All right, let's get to your first over. Oh, this is a perfect book for this show. You know how we love our pre-code horror Next up, we've got Horrific, issue number three, originally published in 1953 from Comic Media. Now, Horrific is the proper way to describe this comic book. This issue tells the story of a pianist who lost his hands due to a car accident. Hmm. Unfortunately for him, he didn't end up in Comertage mastering the mystic arts. Instead, the pianist was approached by a strange man later revealed to be the devil and the pianist had his hands replaced but unbeknownst, unbeknownst to him the hands had a life of their own that's right the hands killed his girlfriend and then forced him to shoot himself in the head now the cover is startling and a bit jarring along with showing the reader how this horror story ends the book came out during the pre-code era of comic books and pre-code horror books have been on the rise lately due to their rarity now, this book is hard to find and even harder to find in remotely good condition. A pre-code horror collector knew the value of this and didn't hesitate to drop 24 hundo on a raw VG copy, setting a new all-time high for that grade. Well, so it's a feel-good story then. It's a feel-good story is what yeah. it is. Yeah, yeah that's the kind of thing you want to find underneath the kid's bed. <laughs> Yeah, you know, you know, you read it, you know, the the he's a pianist, he loses his hands, he gets hands from the devil, kills his girlfriend, then shoots himself. Happy ending. Boom. Happy ending. Disney, make it happen. <laughs> All right. Uh next book up, and I see that my my man Chad Cave is in the the live chat. Um uh and you know, he um he uh gifted me a, a cool book 
I should have showed it, but you know, but this has nothing to do with it. But I saw him in the live chat, and I just want to shout out uh, Chad Cave, who uh, if you follow my Instagram, you'll see that I posted a uh, um, uh, EC uh, pre-code horror book. So uh, no, actually, it's 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 sci-fi. Uh, I'll say it that. So, anyway, what do we have next? All right, coming up next, we got Marvel preview number four from 1976. It was February sixth, uh, February sixth, 2013, when Chris Pratt was announced to play Star Lord in Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy. While diehard Marvel fans were aware Star Lord in the Guardians, their exposure to the outside comic book world was non-existent. Up until the film's release in August of 2014, the MCU was basically driven by Iron Man, Thor, and Captain America and the Avengers. Uh, starring a comedic actor in Chris Pratt and written and directed by a somewhat unknown director, James Gunn, even comic fans didn't know what to expect from this odd comic book adaptation for a Phase 2 feature. As we well, uh, as we well know now, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 was a commercial and critical success, grossing over $773 million worldwide and receiving positive reviews from critics and immense love from fans and moviegoers alike. The film was praised for its horror action and soundtrack, which features popular songs from the 1970s and 80s. The cast was also praised for their performances, particularly uh, Pratt as Quill, which turned him into a bona fide leading man and a household name. Along with Star-Lord, his team of misfits, including Gamora, Drax the Destroyer, Rocket Raccoon, and Groot, adorned tons of merchandise, theme park rides, and went from obscure comic book characters to one of the biggest brands in the world. Each character's first appearance and the team's first 2008 series exploded in, in market value. And like uh, most comic book content, comic most content-based comics, the values dropped and settled way below their all-time high sales. Guardians of the Galaxy 3 releases in just a few weeks and been noted to be the last film with the current team, bringing three films to the conclusion of their story in the MCU. Yet, despite this potential end, and after 10 years of being one of the strongest MCU films, Star-Lord's first appearance just hit a new high sell of 3,400 for a CGC 9.8. While, while it's often reported that we're in a down market, it's examples like this that remind us that, that their key books of a beloved of beloved characters will ultimately continue its progression, even if it takes 10 years to do so. I recall I remember buying Woo. a raw dog of this at I think it was LA Comic Con at the time. It wasn't kamikaze at the time. Do you remember the LA show? They used to have a LA convention. Um or was it WonderCon? Or was it Long Beach? I don't know. They all blur. But um, this is a magazine, right? This isn't a comic San Diego, book, right? Yeah, it's yeah, a magazine, magazine size. Yeah, it's magazine size. And um, and I was just like, uh, yo, I need to get this. And I paid like, I don't know, like eight hundred bucks for it, four hundred bucks, it's six hundred. I'm all over the place. But yeah, and then you know, I got it slabbed. Um, and then it was uh, I came back a nine six. And then Damn. I remember, you know, it was going for, once the move, once the movie was announced, it was going for like 1500, 1600, 2000. But, uh, yo, you know, um, I'm looking forward to the volume three of Guardians of the Galaxy, not, you know, you know, 
may, maybe a share will be ten. Uh, <laughs> uh, All right, uh, let, what's the over under on number of characters that die? All of them. All of them. Now, at first, I'm like, well, it's going to be Groot. No, it's going to be Drax. You know what? I think they're all going to take it. You know, the trippy <laughs> shit is I <laughs> stop killing all characters. Star Lord cool. is 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 a fucking uh, celestial. That's a trip. Remember the the, yeah. uh, the last film? He's part celestial, and so he doesn't consider himself human. And so, uh, and, and you know, come on. And then, uh, and what's and then, uh, of course, I'm there. I'm all about Warlock. I got every goddamn Warlock oh, issue yeah. that you can have, man. Warlock looks badass. So, um, people in the live chat say, uh, tell us what you think. Do you think it's gonna? Do you think it's gonna do a billion? World, yeah, we world, got worldwide? ninety-five people in the chat. You know what? Yeah, tell us if you think that Guardians of the Galaxy is gonna be a hit or a flop in the chat, or if you're watching on the rewind. Give us your opinion in the comments below. Is Guardians of the Galaxy Episode 3 going to be a hit or is it going to be a flop? Let's say this. This is to type in over or under 1 billion worldwide. 1 billion? Ah, come on. Of course it's going to do a billion. It's Marvel. All right, we'll see. Well, we'll see. We'll see what the live chat says, man. So Marvel preview number four from this January. Rock doing 400 million. Get out of here. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Ouch. You know, I, I just, you know what I just watched, which was, um, I don't know if anybody's watching it, is Titans. Uh, and there's a scene where um, Beast Boy goes through the multiverse. And it's so cool because he encounters the Flash and he encounters Stargirl. Uh, at one point, I think uh, uh, I think uh, Ben Affleck are, shows up as uh, Bat- Batman um, and the Go Team Titans Go. Uh, is in it as well uh, so uh, i said you know what maybe i need to catch up on titans man so uh you know so there you go uh marvel Pew, <laughs> marvel Pew issue number four 1976 3400 for 9.8 um still the best version of star lord is the uh abbott and benning run did i say that right is it abbott, abbott and landing yeah, yeah, yeah. That run, the annihilation run, that was just incredible. One of the best reads ever. Uh, if you read that uh, annihilation, was it annihilation wave or annihilation something? Uh, annihilation but, and then annihilation conquest. Yeah, but that was a great, great read where he, spoiler alert, he dies and he comes back, and then some other people want to die and come back. So you know, nobody ever really remains dead. To be honest, with what you. is this a daytime soap opera or something? Then you never exactly, die. yeah. All right, <laughs> what do we have for the next one? <laughs> All right, man, what? All right, you guys ready for this one? Next up, we've got Mortal Kombat issue number one, originally published in 1992 from Midway Games. Now I'm gonna go off on a little tangent here, but is it odd that the first appearance of Street Fighter in comics is so incredibly undervalued compared to the first appearance of Mortal Kombat? Let me give you an example. A CGC 9.8 of Street Fighter number one recently sold for a new high of 250 bucks. Yet, Mortal Kombat number one sold at a new high this week at $2,024 for a 9.8. While Street Fighter provided a more cartoonish fighting game, Mortal Kombat took the fighting franchise to a whole new level with more violent and gory gameplay. 
it was known for unique finish him system. That's right. Finish him where players can perform gruesome and over the top finishing moves on their defeated opponents. Now this forced players to study strategy guides and put in hours of practice and quarters in order to perfect the perfect moves and leave the opponent in awe. Due to this, the game has faced criticism and censorship in various countries with some versions of the game being heavily censored or straight out banned altogether. Most notably, the original Mortal Kombat 1 game replaced blood with mud in the SNES version. And man, it was terrible. However, the game's popularity has remained strong and it has become one of the most successful and influential fighting game franchises of all time. With numerous sequels and spin-off games, the series has also been adapted into various other forms of media, such as movies, television shows, and of course, comic books. Now, this franchise is just getting started after a successful 2021 content reboot. It was recently announced that both Shao Kahn and Baraka are rumored to appear in the sequel, which will bring the franchise back into the hyper-violent action scenes we all wanted in the 2021 film. Now, these factors together have driven their first comic book appearance to a high premium that we just saw this week. What do you guys think of this one? Yeah, so um, someone in the live chat said it better. Uh, uh, Street Fighter is better than Mortal Kombat, but the movies, Mortal Kombat has gone through, first of all, there was the movies, that the first movie that came out in, what, the 90s, which was questionable thing, you know. Uh, but uh, the 2021 live action, that was pretty good. My man Louis Tan was in it rocking shit up you know and you know i think the first five minutes were the best part and then the rest just went downhill after that yeah uh and (laughs) this is segment brought to you by nobody sponsored by nobody is things tivo watch that you should watch is the mortal Kombat animated film on hbo max it is bonkers uh in a good way Uh, i highly suggest you see it but uh you know you know i think mortal Kombat. 2021 kind of almost broke the mode of bad video game adaptations. Then you go full front. Then you go all the way up to what? Super Mario Brothers, right? And, you know, for for the most part, people loved it. I saw it and I absolutely loved it. I, you know, you know, for people of a certain age, you know, you were, you remember stomping on, you know, turtles uh, and, you know, and Donkey Kong and things of that nature. I meant, you know, uh, it's, it's pretty fun. But uh, Mortal Kombat number one from Midway Games. Jeez, who remembers Midway Games from 1992? Let me add on to that. There's that uh, Mortal Kombat Rebirth that you should watch if you've ever seen that before. With Michael it animated? No, it's live action and it's hardcore. Like it's like it's the version that we deserve that we should have gotten recently, but it's like hardcore, like crazy blood and stuff. There. And it's called what? Uh, Mortal Ca- Mortal Kombat Rebirth, and Michael Jai Rebirth. White plays Jax in it. Hmm. Hmm, that, that interesting comment like just like saying chi more bait and switch not enough real kung fu action hmm i don't know shang chi shang chi was that was pretty good martial arts i mean you know straight up hong kong style 
martial arts and then a little wushu wushu they had legit uh hong kong uh martial artists on set doing all the wire work and stuff right yeah yeah and um uh the the fight choreographers uh, were from jackie chan's uh stunt team uh one of them was an australian guy who passed away before the movie got released so um yeah man you know what every you know every now and then you you get you know like you know i just want to chillax and my my go-to is like shang chi or into the multiverse of madness those are my two that you know i i I just watch and i just like you know what i can watch this again and again and i watched it in theaters like three times so and you know follow the marshall club they're the ones uh he played the uh death dealer in uh shang chi and they do some great videos they were also in that uh i'm gonna butcher this get ready jb i'll I'll Uh, get ready for you Everything, everywhere, anywhere at once. What? No, that's not it. Plays everywhere, everything, anywhere at once. It won all the Oscars. Just play the goddamn graphic, man. Just Herb Irvlinger, Bert Herngive, Irv Herblinger, Bing Livehanger, Livelink, Bert Herkern, Bar- Bingo Ling Fucker. <laughs> Yeah. So uh there you go. That ember gets old. I love it. All right. Mortal Kombat number one. All right. What do I got up next? Ah, look at this. Some some 90s goodness. Here we go. Late 80s, Uh, actually. Uh number five is a a nightmare on Elm Street number one from Marvel Comics, uh 1989. Last week we saw an incredible sale for Terror for number one, and this week brings yet another big sale for one from one of the OG horror icons, Freddy Krueger. The Marvel magazine, Nightmare on Elm Street number one, this past week sold for a new high of $465 for a CGC 9.8. These Marvel magazines have seen an uptick in interest over the past decade, and finding high-grade copies can uh, oftentimes be tough, hence the sold price for many of them. As I mentioned last week, uh, horror fans are diehard and rarely shy away from spending what is required to secure the rare items of their favorite slasher. Horror-based characters like Freddy are are 90s slasher film icons, believed by many modern-day horror fans. If the current market for horror continues as it has, expect many more sales of various books from this genre. Wait, so this is the second magazine in the show? Interesting. Yeah, yeah. That's very interesting. Yeah, yeah. Uh, let me see. I, I wanted to respond to a comment here, not in a negative way. He goes, uh, "My man, uh, uh, nineteen Cohiba seventy five said, Do you sleep or eat, or you watch so much TV and movies." Um, I will quote um, Chuck Norris. Chuck Norris doesn't sleep; he waits. Or <laughs> Arm Dracula, one of the two. Uh, <laughs> so what are you going to do? Um, you know, like like Netflix and chill for me is like Netflix and what did I just miss? Because uh, you know how Netflix just, if you watch a series, it just goes to the next show, the next episode. And then you fall asleep and you wake up, you're like, the fuck? I just, what, what happened? I just missed like five episodes. And I was like, so uh, Netflix and chill to me is like Netflix and sleep, uh, you know, but uh, you know, what are you going to do? I always tune in like... When my work is done for the day, you know, I'll see what's uh, new on Netflix and I'll see uh, if it's worth a watch and uh, 
tune in next week to tell to, for the segment of things TiVo watch that you should watch because uh, um, I think there's some cool stuff that's coming out. Netflix is crazy. It, it just releases so much stuff from uh, so many different places. I mean, and, and and international too. Like it'll tell you in the little the little uh, you know synopsis, like you know viewed by 80 million people worldwide, a worldwide phenomenon, blah, 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 blah. You know, and then I, you know, it comes to like, do I want to watch it in the original Eng- uh, language or do I want to watch it in the, in, in English with subtitles? It's, 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 it's iffy at best, you know, sometimes, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad, but you know, what are you going to do? Freddy Krueger is a nightmare on Elm Street. Number one from 1989, highest known value. A 9.8 for only 465. That's it. Come on. We could do better, boys and girls. All right. What do we got next? Oh, where's Otto when you need him? It's it's not the one you were expecting to see. Next up, we've got Star Wars, Heir to the Empire, issue number four, Newsstand. Shout out to C. Woodard, Comicor. Originally published in 1996 from Dark Horse Comics. Now, this 9.8 CGC newsstand version eclipsed the direct edition by $1,000 this week, hitting an all-time high of 1800 bucks. Even though Mara Jade is not considered a canon character in the eyes of the late Mr. Lucas, Disney has been very busy attempting to recreate the universe as a whole. Currently, there is nothing concrete, but the buzz around town is leaning toward the Thrawn project being next after Ahsoka's launch. Could this recent sale be a collector's speculation at a future option? There are a ton of copies already in CGC migration, so the positive trend is substantial. Besides, fans have been patiently waiting to fill up their popcorn buckets with Miss Skywalker's big or little screen debut. Yeah, so this is one of those ones where it's interesting. I mean, we've had it on our long-term spec list about Mara Jade uh, coming uh, into, wow, I said that wrong, Uh, being in the Star Wars uh, cinematic universe. Um, um, But, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, Mara Jade, um, you know, Jedi aren't supposed to get wives, right? But, you know, in the... One of the last few films, uh, you saw like, you know, Lucas, like, you know what? I don't, you know, believe in that dogma anymore. I'm going to do what I got to do. So maybe in another universe, uh, we get Mara Jade. I'm down for it. I'm down for it, man. Mara Jade, Miss Skywalker, if you're nasty. So do you think that they're going to sneak in a little offspring out there? They're going to have a little Skywalker running around? Right now, Star Wars Celebration uh, in, in London happened, and it was huge with all the announcements. I expect more. Um, check out our, our friends over at the Comic-Con podcast who uh, delved into it, but uh, also Emergency Awesome did. You know, that's my go-to for any type of stuff. I don't know how he gets this information, but he is 99% right most of the time always that makes sense all right uh star wars hey, George lucas is alive right yeah he's still alive yeah. damn right he's alive why does it say late i don't know maybe yeah, that's a bad read i'm gonna have to yeah. hit him up on that no lucas is alive people are freaking out in the chat they're like what talking <laughs> about <laughs> turkey neck is still alive man star wars hair to the empire oh, shout out to my man otto for three men in the basement issue number four newsstand edition eighteen hundred dollars in a nine point eight all right let's get to some really weird shit 
This is like one. This is the best cover of the week. Uh, Street Fighter versus Darkstalkers number zero. The Joe Brains uh, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman poster homage one in ten variant from Udon Comics 2017. Street Fighter 2 is a classic 2D fighting game that was developed and published by Capcom. The game was released in 1991 and quickly became one of the most popular and most influential fighting games of all time. Street Fighter 2 is widely considered to be the game that popularized the fighting game genre and set the standard for all future fighting games. Mortal Kombat was released one year later in 1992 and essentially cemented fighting games' place in the arcade and on home consoles. Yet there's one franchise many forgot the other that yet there is one franchise uh, many forget the other popular Capcom video game series Darkstalkers. First introduced in 1994 with the release of the original game Darkstalkers the Night Warriors. The series didn't receive the same attention uh, Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat received, and despite no new installments in over 10 years, the characters have seemingly flourished in pop culture, with creatures like Morgan being very popular uh, for cosplayers. Uh, its, it, its connection with oh, Street yeah. Fighter emerged Morgan. from Dark... <laughs> yeah, those Street Fighter... Uh, those cosplays. Mm -hmm. uh, Street Fighter emerged from Darkstalkers characters' appearances in the massively uh, popular Capcom versus Marvel video game series. This essentially fused the two franchises together for most fans leading to this Udon comic series, Street Fighter vs. Darkstalkers. Some of the Street Fighter's most valuable comics come directly from this series, like Art Germ's Chung Lee Megan variant for issue number one. Many of this series' variants are incredibly difficult to find and rarely show up in the aftermarket. Every time they do, the prices seem to increase and increase. Udon produced a 1 in 10 monster movie homage variant for the first five issues from issue 0 to issue 4 and are definitely one of those tough to find variant sets. This was this was nailed this one nailed the Frankenstein meets the Wolfman homage replacing Wolfman with Blanca and Victor von Gordenheim. Uh Replacing Frankenstein. This week, a raw copy hit a new high sale of $100 for a near mint plus raw. The last few listed copies are asking for a huge premium price. This, along with any early Darkstalkers issues, are great pickups as the franchise is long overdue for a new video game and hopefully one day more content. All right. This, first of all, this blows my mind because this is like crazy synergy or whatever word you want to use but uh we talked about street fighter uh you know uh and you know and uh, and it may remind me of the street fighter film the legend of chun Li. i don't know if you've seen that it's not awful but things that tivo have watched that maybe you could skip um is street fighter the legend of chun Li, um but the street <laughs> fighter animated stuff is awesome and the reason i bring this up is because frankenstein meets the wolfman we uh, frankenstein i frankenstein was a film that i watched that you should watch that was one of the questions on tuesday's chat do you remember that yes, it was yeah so there you go man so this is my uh, favorite cover of the show by the way make sure you're commenting your favorite cover of the show in the comments to be entered into next tuesday's giveaway 
Like, yeah, I legit street. want this as a poster on my wall. Yeah, that looks dope. Not really seeing a Frankenstein uh, resemblance, though, but uh, maybe? I don't know. Oh, the game's awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, I mean, no, the cover. I mean, uh, I guess the purple oh, guy is Frankenstein. Pose. I yeah. think it, yeah. it, it recreates yeah, pose. Uh, the pose. Right. Street Fighter versus Dark, uh, Dark Stalkers uh, and Morgan. Oh, whoa. Morgan cosplay is, yeah, I don't know how they get let them into inside Comic Cons. <laughs> I'm glad they do let them in. I, exactly, man. Like, I've been to like, shows where it's just like, I don't even know if they even go inside the convention. They just stand outside and they take pictures with, with people. Uh, and, you know, I've seen like all kinds of stuff, you know. Because then down in, in, in SoCal, we have quite a, you know, we have WonderCon, you know, obviously San Diego Comic-Con, but we also have AnimeCon, uh, uh, which really, like, you know, I asked the question, what is that or who is that? Maybe, uh, you know, that's part of my geek repertoire that is probably needs to be better. I um, meant, but the, you know, you know, manga and anime is absolutely huge in worldwide, to be honest with you. Just gigantic. Um, so all right. Uh, what do we got up next? Wow, a Superman book. Yeah, I man, I don't tell you what. I know Superman Unchained was worth money, but this one is, I guess. At number eight, we've got Superman Unchained number one, the three D lenticular variant originally published in 2013. Now, two years after DC's new 52 launch, fans had finally settled into the new DC norm. Superman Unchained number one was written by Scott Snyder and illustrated by Jim Lee, two well-known and respected names in the comic book industry. The story follows Superman as he investigates a global threat that could potentially put the entire world in danger. Now, this was released in celebration of Superman's 75th anniversary, and the series was well-received. Snyder noted that Unchained was like Court of Owls for Batman. It's a character piece for Clark. It's going to challenge him to the core. Now, to celebrate the release, DC created this very limited 3D lenticular variant for their promotional roadshow. Only the shops that had DC as one of their stops received a copy, making this an instant collectible. That initial release window saw raw copies hitting as high as $400, and this was a contender to become a hyper-valuable variant. However, the new 52 was canceled and pivoted to the DC Rebirth in 2016, which mixed the new 52 and pre-new 52 continuity. New 52 books plummeted in value, with this one alongside it. While raw copies were hard to find, they barely broke 100 bucks, with 9.8 selling for as low as $132. Yet, with time, scarcity, and one heck of a great Jim Lee cover, this variant is back on its way up, hitting a new raw high in nine years of $185. Don't pass this one up if you ever come across it digging in them long boxes. Oh, touche. Um, our, you know what? Our live chat is the best, man. We got a, over a hundred, uh, 107, I think now watching Batmite with the comment of the day. It looks like we will, we will see most 
everyone at the communal fire pit of the Ofer Abyss campgrounds. <laughs> as a, wow. As a, with s'mores. Sure, why not? S'mores makes everything better, right? <laughs> All right. So Superman Unchained issue number one to 3D lenticular variant. That's fun to say. Uh, from 2013. Uh, let's go back a little bit in time, shall we? All right, got us some Silver Age here with Tales to Astonish number 13 from 1960. Tapping into our previous coverage of Star-Lord's first appearance, we also saw this big sale for our favorite superhero tree. In 1960, Groot visited Earth, intended to abduct humans for experiments. He sealed off a town using a psychokinetically controlled trees until he was defeated by Specially bred termites. Yes, termites. Later, Sounds like a M. Night Shalaman movie. <laughs> Later, Groot was captured by Ten Eler Tavan, the collector. Uh, and after escaping, rampaging through New York City until being stopped by the likes of Thing, Giant Man, and Beast. Also, he was able to speak normally. While the original version is widely different from the lovable Groot we know today, this is still one of the hottest Guardians of the Galaxy keys. A raw, fine copy of this book recently sold for $2,876, nearly doubling its last sale in 2019 uh, at $1,200. In the same year, a raw, very fine copy sold for $7,150. Copies at this grade will likely see a bump in value with the new Guardians movie headed to theaters in less than a month. Hmm. Interesting. Now, do we think, do we really think these are going to go up after the movie or go down? No. This is the height of the height right here, folks. <laughs> yeah, we'll Sell see. them if you I got mean, them. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, so interesting about Groot. In volume three, Groot is not actually Groot. It's the, I guess, the son of Groot. Because remember, spoiler alert, like Groot dies. Um, and then, you know, comes back as a, as a little, you know, uh, you know, little plant. And then, you know, goes up. But it, it's not the original Groot voiced by Vin Diesel. It's a totally different, I, I guess you call him Swole Groot or something like that, right? So it's I mean, not Vin you know, Diesel? He's not in the role? I, I don't think he's the voicing it. Get out of here. Uh, Vin, yeah. Someone in the chat tell me if Vin Diesel is still in the, and, in the Guardians and it's of the Galaxy not, 3. And he's not a full CGI character either. He's like uh, from the, the Marvel, uh, the Guardians Christmas special, that version of Groot. Um, so um, I mean, basically he's an ent. Uh, if you're for you Lord of the Rings fans out there, Marvel and uh, Lord of the Rings, make it happen. I need to see Groot and the ants just run rough shot you know because they showed trees can fuck shit up but uh just don't let m night shalaman touch it uh because you know he likes doing weird shit with uh apparently leaves trees and wind but uh, anyway oh, <laughs> yeah oh my god yeah hit or miss with him sometimes like the the movie uh with samuel L. jackson good with bruce willis good uh success good but uh, other ones, yeah, other ones, Last Airbender, not so good. So things that you should not watch, Last Airbender, but well, you know, watch it anyway. 
fuck it. I don't care. Do what you got to do. Watch but, Signs, um, too. Who, Signs who was a trip. The finale man. That, of Mandalorian. What did you guys think of that? Oh, that was awesome. I, that was, to me, that was uh, Mando going John Wick. Anyone who says, oh, they got to do it in cartoons because it'd be too expensive to do it live action, watch the last episode of Mandalorian. <laughs> Yeah, it was pretty dope. Mando goes straight full on friggin' John. Holy just crap! Mercs people, man, just murking them. I'm down. Late for it. edition Shaker News is a Nintendo Power number one CGC nine point eight that sold on Heritage Whoa. for one hundred and eight thousand dollars. When was that auction? Crazy money. That's pay him. Pay that man his money. When was that auction? Was that today or is that uh, wow like current? Then this must be just current new news. Wow! Thanks, Matt, for awesome. Lord, cover price breaking. Oh, yeah, breaking we had a, you know, Nintendo Power has been on this show numerous times, a lot of times. All right, last one, boys and girls, but don't go away. We're gonna give away some of Miss Laura's books as well as see what's shaking today and. Um, uh, if you have small kids watching this show, what's wrong with you? <laughs> right? All right. This is a good story behind this one, folks. Sit back, relax. This is the final one on the list, but we're not done yet. Make sure you stick around. We're going to give away a few books. Make sure you comment on last Tuesday's show. And uh, yeah, here we go. At number 10, the 10th Evil's Child issue number one, another universe exclusive Tony Daniel nude variant originally published in 1999. Now the 10th evil's child is a comic book series created by Tony Daniel and published by image comics. The series follows the saga of the 10th, a monster created by an evil force in his plot to alter all life on earth into twisted dark earth. Now the series features an imaginative cast of characters focusing on Victor the man reshaped into the 10th who must drink human blood to avoid turning into a crazed beast. The beautiful Espy befriends the 10th just as her telekinetic powers blossom. In Evil's Child, the series is known for its dark and gritty tone and received positive reviews from critics and fans with many praising the series for its engaging story and well-developed characters. Despite its short run, the 10th Evil's Child remains a cult favorite among comic book fans and its unique blend of super heroics and horror make it a must read for fans of the genre. However, its most valuable cover is this hard to find nude cover by Tony Daniel. Clearly 1999 nude is quite tame compared to the overly explicit nude covers we see today. But at the time this cover where the bikini bottom is removed, was considered risque. While store exclusives are abundant today, in the late 90s and early 2000s, there was only a handful, including Graham Cracker Comics, Dynamic Forces, and Another Universe. While the print run is unknown, this cover is very scarce. Yet one copy came to market last week and sold for a new high of $200 raw. Collectors tend to flip through 90s image books, but this could be a reason to take your time when you're digging in them long boxes. 
Oh, the live chat is just awesome, man. Just some of the comments on this cover is just <laughs> nut busted. Uh, yeah. Instagram model Work variant. <laughs> yeah. Buns of steel. Instagram peaches, peaches, peaches. I love you. I don't even know what that means, but I, I dig it. Uh, C3PO draws comics. Hmm, I don't understand Ooh, that either. Right. Tony but, Daniel. All right. Tony Daniel yeah. played C3PO. Oh. Okay, but is this the same? This is Tony S. Daniel, right? That oh, used to yeah, work. sorry. It didn't say that. Is, is this Gabe? Is this Tony S. Daniel? Yeah, this is the Tony Daniel that yeah. did Spawn for a while. Spawn, yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm one, yeah. So he goes by Tony S. Daniel nowadays. Uh, but yeah, but he's he's from that that art tree of Todd McFarlane, right? Uh, Todd McFarlane, uh, uh, what's his name? It's kind yeah, of that Ali Garza art style as well. Like, yeah, I mean, and all, the, all those kinds of guys. Yeah. Um, what's his Greg? Uh, what's his uh, god damn, I forgot his name. The guy, Greg does his, no, the Greg guy who does Batman He's with him, boxing on that cover. <laughs> the one that Yo. does the Batman, <laughs> um, the ball headed guy that does the Batman stuff. Um, god damn it, the Capullo. Name Greg Capullo, yeah, Greg Capullo. Capullo yeah. Um, you know, a little bit of J. Scott Campbell in there. Uh, hit him. I see my Instagram for a book that I posted. Uh, uh by uh, that looks. <laughs> I thought. <laughs> <laughs> I thought was a J. Scott Campbell variant, but apparently it's not. It was a. Um, it was a. Um, oh, I'm gonna pull up my Instagram now. As you guys just sit there and wait. Do, do, do. As we all just sit and wait. While we wait, you know, shout out to the crowd. We had another fantastic crowd here in the live chat. This is your chance right now. I will drop the link in the live. Make sure you drop a comment on last Tuesday's show. We're going to be giving away some of Miss Laura's books. All right, let's do it. JB, I'll leave it up to you. Uh, yeah, so John Green is the artist that looks that did these Zenoscope covers that looks like... Um, that looks basically like J. Scott Campbell. So there you go, man. Let me remove this graphic, JB, so you can do yep. your thing. All right. Well, we've got the random comment picker up. I just dropped the link in the chat one more time. TiVo, you want to give us a little intermission there before we uh, before we run this one? Sure. And then, we'll, and, and then don't leave yet, because after we give away a book, we're going to see what's shaking live. We're going to go to cover price and see what is shaking today. Yeah, I can't believe uh, somebody and let the chat a comment last week. Uh, hopefully, hopefully they win because they unsub the channel because uh, they're like, "What does DJing have to do with comics?" I'm like, "A lot." I mean, do you know the history of hip hop and comic books? Come on now. I mean, I didn't explain to him. I was like, "Thanks for watching. See you on the rewind." All Who right, subscribes so to this channel and doesn't understand what that the DJ stuff on here? Exactly, like man. So uh, you know what? Uh, let's go with DJ Lady Style, shall we? We're, we're talking about games, so here we go. EA Sports, it's in the game. 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 E A Sports. What have I got? E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A E A
Round one. Fight! Wow, that Damn. was long expected, All right, but, chat. Uh, How many video games did yeah. she reference? Yeah, John There's Longshot. The question, name, right? name all the games uh, for name next week. Name all the games. I, uh, I don't even go. know. I, I probably have you know, half of them. Uh, well, before the show started, we only had 24 comments on the show. I guess I didn't do a good enough job of promoting that. But hey, let's see how many comments we have now. We have got 44 comments. Almost doubled it up. Look That's at that. It. 44? Hey, man, we only had 24 going into it. So let's see who's going to be taking home a Bird City Comics exclusive courtesy of Laura and Bird City Comics. And what do we got here? And the winner tonight is Eric Perry. Perry Eric Perry Eric with the Perry. comment Captain Marvel 18. Congratulations to you, Eric Perry. We will be sending you a book. Please reach out to us on Instagram. I'll be sending you multiple books. You're going to get Devo. a bunch of Bird City Comics variants and as well as a bunch of Spawn variants. So, uh, and you're going to show us what's shaking today, TiVo? Yes, I am. As I do my seamless transition over to this the company. Uh, this is high end product production quality happening here in the background. Get here sometimes. Close. We were close. Flawless. Flawless. Nailed it. Flawless. <laughs> All right, uh, <laughs> this is the uh, cover price. Uh, this is the top 10 dominated by uh, Spider-Man or Spider-Boy or Spider whatever. Boy. Uh, love to see that cross-gen book on here. That was dope. Um, there was a new trailer uh, that dropped today for Blue Beetle that I'm getting really hyped for. I'm digging. I want it. And here's Hair to the Empire. Uh, these are the uh, highest uh, unit sales. So Spider-Man number one. Interesting. Venom. Batman and the Joker, the Deadly Duo. Hey, I have this one. Boom. I have actually two or three of this one. Uh, Amazing Spider-Man. Moon Knight. Uh, Gardens of Galaxy. New uh, team there. But uh, we're here to see what's shaking, boys and girls. Let's see what's shaking today, shall we? Um, God, it already changed from when I was looking earlier. <laughs> to be honest with you, I was like, "Hey, I got someone." Oh top my row. God! Look at that. I got my whole. Uh, this is awesome. Foom ten. Oh I yeah. Man, I think my man Otto has this book. Um, this is a preview of the new X Men team. Predates Giant Size X Men number one thirty five three thousand five hundred fourteen dollars for a nine Wow! Wow. What does the Foom stand for again? Something of friends. French? Uh, Come on, chat. Eighty-three. What does Foom stand it's for? It's Friends of Marvel, but I don't know what the second O is for. I think you know that's what it's Netflix is for. No, someone in the chat will pop that real quick. What else, what else we got? Slide down a little bit lower. I want to show the next section. I know just you love Friends this of section. Old Marvel is basically Friends of Old Marvel. Okay. I know yeah. you love this section for value. I love the section just below here. If you slide down just a little bit more where it gives you that raw and slab sales mm -hmm. and breaks it out by grade. Oh, yeah. Look at that. 
Look uh, at that. 33 grand for a 9.8 that sold in April of 2022. Uh, but a raw just, uh, there was a nice uh, mid-grade raw in, the, in a fine that yeah, sold for 9.60 last month. Yeah, there you go. See, Tebow, this is exactly what I'm going to do when we do the Wizards shows. Is yeah, look at the, that, the, the raw and the slabs. Yeah, we gotta look at the raw. Don't, and the slabs. don't tease it. Yeah, we're gonna go uh, when uh, we leave. We're gonna talk about it more. So I'm watching this. I'm like, this is exactly the show. This is gonna be great. Exactly. <laughs> Avon Fantasy, an Earthman on Venus. We got giant bugs and good girl in bikini headlights. Come on. Yeah, from 1951. <laughs> Is that a Laura book? She she does she collects red. Uh, yeah. Well, I think it has to be blonde. I think I think she does blonde. blondes. Okay, it's close. Yeah. Uh, CDC nine point two sold for almost five grand on April nineteenth. Wowzers. Okay. Um, Adventure Comics, of course. Thrawn dominating the headlines. Uh, I I love this Wait. run. All right. Hold what on. what? Oh, oh, I was gonna say like look at that Thrawn. Look what it sold for. Whoa, oh three grand and a nine point wow. eight. Jeez. What what is the first appearance of what did it say down there? That's the one in fifty Francisco Matina. First appearance is an heir to the Empire. No, but scroll down. Like what's what's so special about this one? Uh just what was the key? Origin origin foreign origin, first appearance of Ilo Vanto. It's uh, the cover, it's the one in fifty. Yeah. Platform Francesco Matina 150 variant. Wow. That's my new that's my new phone wallpaper. That's a great cover. Look at this goofy cover. I'm telling you, these uh golden age books are just goofy. Um got I think Sinbad fighting uh Musketeer. I don't know what the hell it is. Uh but new adventure comics number seven. Uh parentheses 19. Let's see what it says. It says number 19, but it says wow. So I don't know. Uh 2154, 4.0. Highest known value is 4.0. Wow, go figure. Yeah. Golden age books, man. But you know, I always talk about this one. This one's dope. Um Todd McFarlane doing Batman with the crazy cape that just goes on forever and ever. Great story behind that, that he he was rushed to do it. So that's why he made the majority of the cover cape. Yeah. <laughs> He and, also uh, said how he doesn't like that cover because of how they messed up the coloring. Yeah, and look at all the homages to it, and there's probably even more than that. But uh, Todd covering Todd as he uh, like like he likes to do. There's a more to come. Ah, come on, we got to talk about man, Doc Strange. Come on now, a nine point oh, four. Doc Strange number one sixty nine sold for a cool two thousand and twenty. 2024 first Doctor Strange. Now I got a question for you. I know that both you know we had uh, Tales of Suspense and Tales to Astonish. They stopped at 100, I believe, and then went mm -hmm. to new titles. You know, Hulk went 101, Captain America went 101, uh, Iron Man. Some Mariner did a book, just a single book, and then they broke off into their own titles. So Strange Tales goes to 168 and stops. Well, I'll tell you right now. Uh, yeah, they changed it to Doctor Strange and 169, and it goes on to 183. Uh, and, and then he then he ends up with his own title and his own name again, and they restart the clock at one. Yeah, with awesome Frank Bruner doing the uh, the art. Uh, yeah, but prior to that, I mean, he wasn't even you know on covers. Yeah, I mean, he was like it was like you know it was like. 
Strange his first tales. appearance is, uh, is Pace Pop Pete on the cover. That's right. And, and, yeah. And Human Torch. Come on, you gotta have Pace Pop Pete. Uh, speaking of the Doc Strange, I have another one here too. CC nine point eight sold for thirteen. This is the Bruner cover. That That's I the just book. Absolutely love Bruner. Just look at that. It still stands the test of time, right? I mean, yeah, that artwork is fantastic. Yeah, I was lucky enough to get <clears throat> one signed by uh, uh, a signed copy by Frank Bruner. Speaking of Spawn, uh, but we're here to see what's zooting, boys and girls. Uh, Zoot Comics issue number eight from 1947. Holy cow! Definitely, I think we've ready. seen Zoot before. This woman's no joke. She uh, yeah. there was one where she had the knife to the bear's neck or something. Yeah, definitely Betty Page some of those? vibes on this one. Definitely Betty Page vibes. I mean, so definitely 1947 Betty was an Page. interesting time for comic books, right? Because it was post uh, World War II. So I mean. Pre, I mean, during World War II, you had Wonder Woman, Superman fighting Nazis and, you know, the whole thing. And then 1947 kind of beginning of the Cold War. So you started seeing more like radioactive things. I mean, I do believe the the treaty that was signed, um, or whatever it was, is the Treaty of Versailles, whatever it was, that Japan and Germany were not allowed to make uh, movie, uh, military movies. Right. So famously, Gojira came out, Godzilla number one, which was a metaphor or euphemism from whatever, from what, uh, you know, uh, radiation does, did to Japan after the bombs dropped on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. So that's why they created, you know, and um, Godzilla, who was a villain in his first film. But they show the military fighting Godzilla as opposed to military, you know, Fighting, fighting another military exactly and i think that was part of the peace talks that Doesn't they, they marvel had. kind of do something like that where if you you know look at the the major you know they're fighting robots in in ultron so they can crush and kill all these robots and then they fight these you know funky creatures that came out of the out of the, Thanos, out of the air yeah. but it's so they're not, yeah so they can keep pg-13 right you know you just can't be murking people left and right but I guess Vision got murked. Uh, but is he a human? I don't know. We shall see, man. Um, speaking of people that we don't believe is a human. What is this uh, thing? The Boys, Dear Becky, the Raphael Grassetti, Scorpion Comics, 4th of July, limited to 56. Wow. Damn. CC 9.8 for a cool $1,000. Oh wow! Is there more oh. variants of this? Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Oh my! Yes. There oh my! Is. Whoa! Whoa! What is that? Oh, hey now, <laughs> we just went down a hole. I oh, know. Oh no! You're gonna get us all. Oh here. my god! This next cover is. Uh... Hey man, it's on cover price, so we're gonna show it to you. Awesome. Right. It's Derek Robertson art. Whoa! Uh... I don't know what the hell that's about, but okay. Can't wait for the okay. boys to come back for the next new season, man. Such a good show. Uh, if you don't know anything about the boys, can you just... tell me if there's more? There's 17 covers. We only saw the first six. You have to hit the open all button. I want to see. If oh, we don't even have time for that, man. Uh, no, if you don't, one thing. If you didn't only you know, knew one thing about the boys, just think uh, superhero orgy, and I'll leave it at that. Um, oh god. <laughs> yeah, it's everything you expected to be and not expected to be. It is way out there. Um, oh, the action comics. The action comics. All right, which one? There's two of them. Yeah, with the swastika. 
Of because course, Superman I, fighting I, I, Nazis. I, I, that's a precursor. I told you. I was like, you got you, know, you right? During World War Two, they had they had Ten superheroes centers. fighting Nazis and the Japanese Imperial Army. Um, things people watch that you should watch is the uh, Justice Society of America. I do believe it's it's a flash story where he goes back in time where the Justice Society is fighting in World War Two. And it's on HBO Max. Definitely worth a watch if you haven't peeped it out. Definitely worth a watch. So I'm gonna. That's a TiVo stamped recommend. I still need a. I still need a bumper for that. Anybody who has, hey, you know, uh, the Green Lanterns considered the first Bronze Age comic book. What? Really? First appearance of Appa yeah. la, la Apsa. I sold that in a 1.0 for a couple hundred bucks. It was. Still I always considered it book. to be uh, like the death of Gwen Stacy or Conan number one. Yeah, no, I'm just telling you. That's what. I mean, it's right on the cusp. It's 1970, depending on who you you know between. Overstreet or and CDC, you know, who have differing views, but uh, look at this next cover, it looks crazy. Oh, yeah, this is Neil, Neil Adams, rest in peace, yep. Neil Adams. Yeah, Neil Adams, look at that. Yeah, the set. other one was Neil Adams, too. That's one yep. of the best, yeah, that's one of the best. But what did just why we haven't gotten a that? green arrow live like, yeah, what's show going on with that? or a live movie? I'm sorry, say again, give me the numbers on it. We never gave me the numbers, slide down, oh, show sorry, me what's happening bad. with that book. All right, man. Chill, dog. Chill. It's yeah, yeah. I agree, Tim. We need a Green Lantern movie, or you know what? Green Lantern well, stuff. Uh, the Longbow Hunters. I need that That'd to be, be adapted. Eight hundred uh, bucks for a eight point five. Slide down to that, that chart I was talking cheap. about. That's cheap. Nine point six sold in November two thousand twenty-two for twenty grand. Yeah. Look at the raw. Look at the how much raws go for. Fair pour zero point three to one point oh. Last sale couple days no uh last year 170 bucks a good for 165 bucks a vg for 277 is an expensive book man such an odd pairing too <clears throat> green arrow and green lantern um uh, make it happen james gunn i want to see it happen on live action um there we go ah i'm just do i still have this book i'm trying to still, still blowing still up dude it. Yeah, Bullseye is re reportedly is, is showing up. Uh, first appearance Bullseye, 758 for a 9.4. I have a 9.4. High, highest known value, 9.8. Just sold a couple of weeks ago for almost 8,500 bones, man. Damn. Yeah. Man, I'm trying to remember if I still have my copy or not. Oh, God. I got a 9.4 of this bad boy. Oh, too bad. Saw yeah. that coming. Yeah. Look at this, though. We're here for the Spotlight. weird shit. Oh, look at that. Shit. Science what fiction space adventures number 11 from Charlton Comics. Look at that. You got his fucking underwater squid with rockets and astronauts. All about it, man. And 729. A mustache? 729. <laughs> Where's the mustache? Look at it. It looks like he's like a, like a bartender from the Old West. Mustache. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I was looking at the dude, but you're talking about the octopi. Uh, the octopus. Yeah. I, I was like, okay. All right, I see it now. I was like, well, how can you see that good? Oh, boy. Yep, this is definitely uh, pre-code, as you can tell. Very um, sexy and phallic. Six forty-five. Red dress. There you go. Hair. That's a Laura book. A blonde, blonde riding a rocket. Um, Planet Comics number fifty-eight from Fiction House from nineteen forty-nine. Raw Dog sold for six forty-five. Highest known value is a nine point six for two hundred and twenty-one dollars. That's some time machine shit right there. 
from 1949 and you got a 9.4 holy cow uh weird war comics another i love war tale. comics dude those things are these are underappreciated that's what it is that's a day dude i need to see homage. like i need to see weird war tales i need to see ghost I'm gonna, tank i i'm gonna, gonna see all that weird oh, shit ghost tank dude yeah give me some sergeant rock give me some yep. give me some jonah hex and I think James Gunn is the guy to do it because of his uh, his 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 history with doing kind of weird horror films. Go see uh, James Gunn did Tremors, right? Uh, with uh, the, Slither, Slither, yeah, Slither. I mean, I think James Gunn is the perfect guy to do it. Uh, Ultimate Fallout. Hey, I'm starting to populate the roles now. I tell you about Golden Age covers and uh, that were yellow. Uh, Superman's all over the place. What's going Here's on? Here's your here? warlock. Yep. Down with the warlock. Marvel premiere one. Star Wars. That was a good time to get a higher Marvel premiere run. If you want to get two nice runs, Bronze Age runs, go pick up the Marvel premiere run and the Marvel spotlight run. Oh Oh, yeah, their first appearances. Look at this Batman cover. He's the king of cats. There's a mustache if you wanted it. I think Batman's got a mustache here or a cat. Bat cat king of the cats, whoever that is. Oh, that's how you know he's a bad guy. He's in that bad guy mustache. Yeah, you gotta twirl his mustache, you know. Mm, my pretties. Star Wars Jedi versus Sith from 2001. Interesting. Dynamic Ooh, it's a gold foil cover. Oh, we love <laughs> shiny things foil. on this show. Jedi versus Sith. First appearance of Darth Bane, not canon, because it's it's in Dark Horse. So, but now that the Filoni is taken over. Anything is possible, to be honest with you, because he has he has blurred the lines and re- remove canon and legacy, whatever the hell you want to call it. Uh, what's Tarzan doing with the machine gun? You say what? Tarzan of the Apes with a machine gun <laughs> this is awesome. Oh man, it is dope. Uh, Edgar Rice Burroughs presents Tarzan of the Apes. Um, you know, it's time for a new Tarzan movie as well. Uh, what's his name? Did a Tarzan movie not too long ago? It wasn't so bad. Uh, one of the one of the Skarsgård brothers was uh, played the, the main role of Tarzan. Um, quick uh, question in the live chat: What was the name of the uh, the chimp that was Tarzan's companion? Ooh, God, I'm dating myself, huh? Hey, T, well, I'm gonna take off. It's time. Yeah, my wife says it's dinner. So <laughs> All right, it's time to go, man. Uh, Gabe, any last words? Everybody, thanks for showing up today. Uh, I was gonna talk a little bit about comic book versus my new YouTube channel coming up. Um, uh, we'll save that for later because it's it's bedtime. All right, okay, uh, JB, any last words? Yeah, shout out to this fantastic crowd tonight. If you haven't already, please take a moment to hit the thumbs up. Make sure you're commenting your favorite cover on the show when it ends to be entered into next Tuesday's show. Following me on whatnot and on Instagram. And as always, don't forget, we had a good time. All right, boys. We will see you, boys and girls. We will see you Tuesday for the comic book uh, top 10. Until next time, keep digging in them long boxes. Peace out. Create.